Welcome to the second short episode of this podcast. Thank you to everyone who's given me great feedback over the past couple weeks. One of the biggest pieces of feedback that I've gotten was I should be going with the flow a little bit more and doing less of a script because I think that's coming out in my voice. And just to be honest, I was super nervous to put out these first couple episodes. So I did pretty much write out word for word everything I was going to say. And to be frank, some of the uhs and ahs were, <laughs> were planted in there just to make it sound a little bit more natural. But anybody who knows me really knows that's not how I sound. And uh, yeah, so I'm just going to, starting with this episode, uh, be a little more off the cuff. Um, I do have bullet points that just remind me what, where I want to go in the topic, but certainly not uh, going to read from a direct script. And before we dive into the topic that I want to cover today, which is comparing yourself to other people, I just want to say that with these short episodes where it's primarily me sharing my thoughts and ideas on a topic, I don't want to come across as though I've completely mastered this because truth be told, the reason that these concepts resonate with me so much is because the problems that they solve are things in my life that I struggle with the most. That's why they resonate with me so much is because I have to constantly remind myself of things like focusing on my habits and not my results or not comparing myself to other people. I don't ever want to come across like I'm preaching in anybody or standing on a soapbox trying to tell anybody what to do. That's not my intention here. Uh, you know, I fail constantly. I, I compare myself to other people. I'm just as much of a work in progress as anyone out there. And in some areas of my life, I know I need more work than the vast majority of people. So yeah, I just wanted that to be clear. The topic today is comparing ourselves. The phrase or the title I put was comparison is the thief of joy. I think it's really difficult to not compare ourselves especially with things like Instagram and LinkedIn, where people are posting their highlights of their life. We only get to see the good stuff. And I've struggled with this a lot, especially uh, when I was first like going out on my own and uh, trying to get a job and starting my career. I just always felt like people were further along than me. And I would compare myself, especially with people who were at the same age or younger than me. And I would judge myself based on their success versus mine. And, and I think it's really important to acknowledge that there will literally always be someone who has something that we desire. I mean, no matter what level we achieve, and a good example is like with money, if we become the wealthiest person in the world, like Forbes, uh, top wealth, like 100 wealthiest people in the world, we're number one on the list. We are the richest person in the world. There's two really important things to remember at, at the highest level of something like wealth. There can always be somebody who comes along and surpasses you with an idea, with a new invention. I mean, in a year or overnight, somebody can come and one up you. And if your self-image and your self-worth is wrapped up in being at the top of that category, it's so fragile. You know, you should not attach your self-image to something like that. That's so easily can be taken away. And the other thing is that once you get to the highest level in one area of your life, I imagine that would get pretty boring pretty quickly. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've never been the richest person in the world. I'm sure that would be really fun, but 
when you get there and, and the point really is that if you were in that position, how long would it take until you focus on another area of your life? I mean, you've accomplished the greatest feat in that area. You've become the wealthiest person. How long until you start to say, well, you know, I may be the wealthiest person, but I'm not the fittest person. And now you need to compare yourself to a whole new group of people. It may be really important to you to become the wealthiest person in the world or to be the fittest person, um, to be the healthiest person, to be the best at your job, in your field, in your career. That's admirable. I think that's a great thing to go after. Um, but attaching your self-worth to that and comparing yourself to other people is where it can be unhealthy and you can start to take away the joy that you would feel if you were just comparing yourself to yourself. And that's really the idea here is that not only comparing yourself to yourself, but being happy and enjoying where you are is so important because life is really short, right? You accomplish things. And if you're just constantly getting to the next level and then not taking any time and you're just like, okay, what's next? And you're constantly cycling through this situation where you're okay, okay, okay. I need to get to this level. And then you get there. And then the next second you're like, okay, what's next? Like, what is the next level that I need to get to? I think that's an awesome quality to have, but there should be, in my opinion, balance there where you enjoy and appreciate how far you've come and you soak up the moment and, and really savor that point in your life and look back at the progress that you've made. Because if you just keep going from accomplishment to accomplishment without taking any time to acknowledge where you are, like what, what is that in life? Like, yes, that's awesome to go and achieve great things. I'm a big believer that we should spend our lives going after worthwhile goals. Like what else is there to do? Whether that's in our relationships, money, finances, career, your passion, charity, whatever it is to you that's important to you at this point in your life, you should go after that. But you should also enjoy and acknowledge where you've come from, how far you've come, what you've accomplished, and and take moments to to soak that up and enjoy the fruit the fruits of your labor. Because if you're not enjoying it, what what is the point of all the work? So comparing ourselves is really a habit that we all slip into, at least I know I do all the time. And it can be really hard to catch ourselves when it's happening, especially because the emotions that are associated with that particular habit or bad habit is, you know, you could feel anger, you could feel disappointment in yourself. We could feel overwhelmed because we're not where we want to be. Um, we could feel powerless because we can't do anything about it directly in the moment that's going to change anything. There's so many, there's so much wrapped up in comparing yourself to somebody else and letting that affect you that it can be really hard to break that habit. And it's like, okay, you can tell somebody to stop comparing themselves to other people, but that's like telling somebody to not think of a pink elephant. Like if you say pink elephant, somebody's automatically going to think of a pink elephant, picture a pink elephant. It's like you can't get it out of your mind. So the way that I think it's really good to combat it, and I came up with two things that I thought of that have kind of helped me, um, and they have helped me. The first is to be happy for other people when you see them win. Even if you don't feel happy for that person, I think that showing that you're happy and congratulating other people when they get something that they desired 
it brings you more success. I'm kind of a believer in, you know, law of attraction. And I, I could never explain that to anybody like logically, but I think that what we put out comes back to us. And even if you don't always truly feel that happiness for another person, you can still congratulate that person. You know, just because you don't feel like doing something doesn't mean you physically can't do it. You can feel like you deserve something or feel like you're not where you need to be, but still communicate to that person or to the world that you're happy for them. And in turn, I think the more happy you are for other people, the more people will be happy for you. And not to mention, you know, especially in a work environment, this shows character, it shows leadership. And I think over time, it's one of those things where it's just self-reinforcing. When you are happy for other people, even if you're faking it till you make it, you'll start to really feel happy for other people when they win. And people are ecstatic, you know, when you congratulate them and tell them what a great job they did or tell them something was well-deserved, that makes them feel good. The second thing is instead of breaking a bad habit, which I feel like can be really hard. Again, it's like the pink elephant. I think it's easier to replace it with new habits or start to build new habits in your life that kind of take over that thought process so that when you start to compare yourself, your mind is like, oh, wait, let's do this instead. So what I came up with was proactively comparing yourself to just yourself. So who you were yesterday, last week, last month, last year. And I'll give a few examples. Um, the first one is like, if you're trying to grow yourself in any area, like grow your character, um, grow in any area of your life, really just become a better person, your more ideal self. Um, I'm a big proponent of keeping a journal. It seems like whoever you talk to, everyone journals differently. But personally, what I like to do is I have a list of values or words that I aspire to embody and be like. And again, I fail like 80% of the time at these things. And I constantly catch myself doing things that don't align with these words. Um, and each day, and I don't do this every day, but on the days that I have time and where I really feel like I have something to write, I sit down and I ask myself, okay, for this word, how did I do? What did I do that aligned with this? What did I do that did not align with this? Why did I do that? What was going on in my head? What was going on around me in my environment? I understand why I made that mistake. And then the next day I might find myself in a similar situation and maybe this time I do the right thing and I can journal about that. Now I can compare yesterday's notes to today's notes and say, I made progress. I mean, basically I'm building on wins day after day. I'm constantly saying what I did wrong, uh, understanding why I did it, laying out a plan for the next time I find myself in a similar situation. And then the next day I find myself doing the right thing. And I think this is just separately a great system for helping yourself grow if you're if you're interested in that is um is journaling in this way because i've even caught myself doing this while where i'm in the moment i think man i just i just wrote about this last night and now i'm in a similar situation and i may not feel like doing the right thing but i know later tonight if i'm honest with myself i'm gonna write about this and if i don't do the right thing in this moment you know i'm gonna feel it i'm gonna feel it later like i'm gonna have to hold myself accountable and um i found myself you know, not wanting to make the right decision, but have made the right decision anyway because of this accountability system. So um, that's just kind of a sidetrack. But the point is that uh, tomorrow, the next day, if you see yourself improved, you made an incremental improvement. 
It's a great way to boost your self-esteem, focus on your growth, and, and get the focus back on you. And then the same goes for finances. Like if other people are making more money than you and that bothers you, which is something that bothered me for a long time, like I said, especially with people who are at my same age or younger than me, um, it affected me. It affected my self-worth. It affected my self-image. I wondered what they had that I didn't. If they were smarter than me, I questioned that I didn't go to college. It was just this spiral of things that contributed to me not feeling good about myself all because I'm looking at somebody's, you know, chapter 10 and comparing it to my chapter four and that's no healthy way to live. Um, but anyway, you know, if you, for finances, if you can take your net worth, for example, and write it down at the beginning of each month, and that's just like the money you have versus the money you owe and you subtract the money you owe from the money you have, that's your net worth. You can write it down on the first of the month and then, or the first of every day, every week, however often you want to do it. And then just check in and say like, how is it going? You know, and start to track your, your, um, your progress in any area of your life. And you can set up a system like this in, in virtually every part of your life. And it's going to do two things for you. The first, it's going to bring your focus away from others and onto yourself, which is the point of what we're talking about. It starts to get your eyes away from the outside world and you can start to zone into things and have physical proof and a track record of a history of how you're doing in this area and look at that anytime you start to think about how somebody else is doing. It just brings you back to center. Um, that's going to eliminate the stress that goes with comparing yourself to other people. And then the other thing is that if you start to track progress in any area of your life and you're serious about having that progress trend in the right direction, that area can start to improve and it will start to improve if you're serious about it. And by serious, I mean, you're taking action to, you know, if it's trending in the wrong direction, this increases your awareness and you're serious about understanding why it's trending in the wrong direction and you're serious about making the changes that are necessary to make it trend in the right direction, there's no way that through this process, this won't be a, a good start for you to start to develop things properly and start to push yourself down the right path. I think the point of all of this is that, you know, if you're listening to something like this podcast, it's probably because you care about improving in some area of your life. And if that is the case, you should be able to look back to a previous version of yourself that wasn't as fit, wealthy, healthy, charismatic, whatever it is. And that should create a feeling of genuine joy and happiness inside of you when you realize that, man, I am better in this area or better overall than I was a year ago, a month ago, a week ago, yesterday. It's only when we look outside of ourselves and say, I'm not as blank as this person or that person that we get down on ourselves. And there's just really no need for that. Like that's just that's counterproductive to anything. It's, it's good to look at people and look up to people and admire their success and admire their progress. But when that starts to affect you in a negative way, you're not doing yourself any favors. You're just bringing yourself down for no reason. There's a huge difference between looking at somebody and saying, I want to be like that person in this area and learning from them and uh, going out and seeking out how you can improve in that area versus looking at somebody and letting where they are in life make you feel bad about where you are in life. That's just, that's like I said, it's completely counterproductive. It's not doing anything for you. It's a habit that I would eliminate as soon as possible because it really does steal your joy and happiness.